Hello and welcome to this another edition of Words from the Word of God. Thank you so much for joining me today. Psalm 103, that is where the message takes us today, or beginning today. So as the Lord leads, this may be a several-part message. As we consider the endless fountain of God's mercy, the endless fountain of God's mercy, as we read this psalm, and I, as always, I encourage you, if, you, if you're in a place where you can grab your Bibles, grab and read along with us, because I'm telling you folks, this is such a wonderful and blessed message here in this psalm. The book of Psalms is considered by many scholars to be the ancient hymn book or praise book of Israel. Uh, but, by, but in my opinion, as I read the Psalms and I see the blessings there and I see the praise to the Lord, it should be the praise book of every living soul. Many times we want to say, well, the word of God applies to this group or that group or born again believers or uh, so on and so forth. But the word of God, and we need to understand the word of God applies to every living soul. And by the power of the Holy Spirit in the presence of person of Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit makes the word of God come to life. The, the word of God tells us in the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 4, verse 12, that it is alive and it's active. It's always, it, there's never, you can read one scripture, for example, you can read one scripture one day, and then you can read it another day, and you will get a totally different message. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit bringing it home to our heart. So the, the word of God applies to every living soul. It is the, 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 the work of the Holy Spirit that brings it home to the hearts of men. It's like the Apostle Paul wrote there in Romans, I believe it's chapter 10, verse 17. So, by, so faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So let's look at this psalm as we begin here. Let the Lord speak to our hearts by his spirit. And let's just read it. And I tell you, folks, this is such a wonderful, wonderful psalm. Psalm of David, by the way. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Who healeth all thy diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, he his acts unto the children of Israel. Oh, listen to verse 8 here. It says, The Lord is merciful. And gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. I want you to listen to verse 10 as well. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens, heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. You'll notice how many times that phrase is mentioned here in these last few verses, that fear them that fear him. That's one. Verse 12, it says, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. 
Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. That's the second time this has been mentioned. For he knoweth our frame. He remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth, or so he grows. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know, know it no more. But the mercy, listen, the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon who? Them that fear him the third time, and his righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, all ye. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. And he ends the psalm as he began. Bless the Lord, all my soul. You notice one thing here. This is a praise, psalm of praise. Uh, there is not a, a, a request made of, from David to the Lord. He is not asking anything from the Lord in this psalm. This, this song is praise to him. The only request that is made of David is one to himself. And you see it in the first two verses. He says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He is telling himself in the deepest recesses of his being, as every person should, that we should bless the Lord because of all his benefits. And he goes in to list these. But I want you to see something about God's mercy. He says right here, and mercy is mentioned in some form or fashion in this psalm five times. The Lord, uh, capital L-O-R-D, is Jehovah, the covenant God of Israel and the the God of redemption. Uh, that's who that is who he is speaking of here in the psalm the God of, of the covenant, and the God of redemption. Uh, that's His name is mentioned 11 times in this psalm. Bless, the word bless, which means to kneel or adore or to praise, is mentioned seven times in this psalm. The word all is used eight times. Them that fear Him is used three times. But mercy, mercy Merciful and mercies is mentioned five times. Mercy. What is God's mercy? Mercy is defined as compassion or compassionate treatment of those in distress, especially when it is in one's power to punish those or, or harm them that are in distress. When it is in one's power. It is in the power of God to consume us in our sins. 
And we are all, as the Apostle Paul writes, because of one man's sin, sin and death entered into the world, entered into the human race. Uh, you know, all of us are born sinners. Uh, you know, David, who is the author of this psalm, fully understood uh, God's mercy, even though he had a heart after God's own heart, as it was recorded in the scripture. As you read Second Samuel chapter 10 and 11, you see that David, even though he had a heart after God's own heart, was a man flawed by great sin, the sin of adultery and the sin of murder, to, to, to name the two most prevalent that most people know, the sin of adultery with Bathsheba and, of course, having her husband Uriah uh, murdered on the battlefield as he had him put into the worst part of the battle. Uh, so he would be killed to cover up the fact that Bathsheba had conceived a son with David. He was trying to cover that up. So David, as we find out, if you read Psalm 51 in his great psalm of uh, repentance to the Lord, we understand that David was a man flawed by sin, and he understood and he fully understood God's mercy and his grace and his love. That is why you find later in David's Psalms that uh, they are filled with grace. Uh, Charles Spurgeon said of Psalm 103, it is so full of grace that it could be the whole Bible. But we must look at something. This talks about his mercy, his mercy. It is by his mercy, the one who has the power that holds us in his hand, that has the power to judge us, to consume us, to come up and consume us at any moment because of our sin, has mercy. Uh, the the uh, word mercy is derived, is derived from the Latin merced or merces, which means price paid. As we enter into the study of the psalm, we will see that that through God's mercy, a price was paid. And we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but to the definition in Scripture of mercy, His mercy, God's mercy is found right here as we look in this psalm. I want to start reading in verse 8 again. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. Because of His grace, because of his grace that was manifested fully in Christ Jesus, God is plenteous in mercy. His love by his great love and his mercy. What does it say right here? He will not always chide. That means he will not always bring judgment or a case against our sin, nor will he hold, keep or hold his anger forever. Why, and the, re the result of his mercy is right here in verse 10. And the definition defined here in scripture of God's great mercy is he hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. And it goes on in verse 11 and 12, and we will go as the Lord leads. But he defines his mercy here in his word for us. It is because of his mercy that we are not consumed in our sin. It is because of God's mercy expressed and manifested through Christ and by his grace and his love that we do not get what we deserve. And that is eternal damnation in the lake of fire. 
I want you to consider that, and I want you to read through this psalm. And I, if you're, you're there, you're out there, and you have rejected Christ, and you continue to reject Christ, I want you to understand. You might think that life is is just man it's just as crazy as it can be as you live in your sin and there's no penalty for it we know that god will judge sin uh he does judge sin but you need to understand the reason you have not been consumed already the reason that you are still alive living in your sin is because of god's love his compassion and his mercy and grace that is why you are walking around today. If you are continually rejecting Christ, you need to understand God is demonstrating. He is pouring out the endless fountain of his mercies in your life right now. But the day may come that you may die and you're not promised the tomorrow. The word of God tells us today is the day of salvation. James said our life, he compares our life to a vapor. He said it's here one moment and then it's gone. That means it's very temporary. The word of God tells us right here, God considers our frame. Uh, if I can find it here, he says in uh, verse 15, he says, he, or verse 14, he says, for he knoweth our frame. He remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone and the place thereof shall know it no more. We are very fragile as human beings. I recall uh, as being a retired uh, homicide and major crimes investigator that I went to many, many, unfortunately, uh, when someone would die by means of foul play, we had to go to their autopsy. But I saw the human body dissected right in front of me and i don't want to be too graphic here but i want you to understand how intricate and how marvelous it is how our body is constructed and put together and how we are made by the almighty god and how simple it could be to die the death clock increases every second of every day as two people by the by the world average two people die every second folks we are not promised of tomorrow that's why god wants us to see the endless flow the endless fountain of his mercy he wants us to understand his grace that's manifested in his son jesus christ and this we will see as we continue to look at this wonderful and blessed psalm and i would hope and i would pray that by the end of this uh, lesson here in Psalm 103 that we all would come together and accept Christ and praise, bring praise to God, to kneel, to adore, and to praise Him and to bless Him with all our soul. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I look forward to the next time that we can share in a word from the Word of God. God bless.